to New England Take and WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and nhtalkradio.com. I'm your host, AJ Kirstead. Be sure to check out nhtalkradio.com to get all the back episodes of the show and find New England Take on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to get the video clips that we release as well as all the on-demand versions. I'm excited today to be joined by John Hoyt, who's the Executive Director of Concord Housing and Redevelopment. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. So, full disclosure, at the beginning, I literally rent my apartment through you guys <laughs> for the last... You, you, uh, yeah, you, yeah, for many years now, you have been uh, one of our, our, our customers. You, you literally sold my apartment to me when you reopened, when you opened one of the buildings down on Main Street. So. Yes, yes, yeah. We, uh, that was a redevelopment project, and uh, you were the first person to move in, you yes, and your wife. It was. Now, now we got another little one in there. That's so we got right. Isaac in there with us, too, who's actually, uh, if you check out um, our social media profiles, Isaac was actually in a... Uh, clip with me a couple weeks ago talking about a trip we took to the main botanical garden so don't don't miss that because it was adorable <laughs> well it was probably your best interview <laughs> i know right <laughs> so let's start off with a baseline what is concord housing and redevelopment concord housing and redevelopment is it gets very confusing uh to people we are not part of the state we are not part of the federal government we are not part of the city it was created under an rsa uh, Back in the 50s, uh, Concord Housing has been around since 1961. The city has some um, direction over, over us in that they uh, appoint a five-member board from, of citizens from uh, the town, and they help set policy, and they hire the executive director. The executive director then hires the staff and runs it. What we do is we manage a contract with Housing and Urban Development. You'll, you'll hear me use the word HUD, Housing and Urban Development, mm-hmm. to run uh, both a Section 8 program, which is where uh, we help uh, uh, tenants in the local community subsidize the rents with local landlords. Um, and then we run a public housing authority where we own the buildings. And um, basically, it's income limited and we uh, support uh, those those folks. Um, our Section 8, um, now known as the Housing Choice Voucher, uh, we we have 260 households here in the, in the city of Concord that we that we help support. That's generating almost two million dollars of rent proceeds into the community every year. Wow. Our public housing is 262 units, and we do the best we can under federal guidance to you know hire local contractors and, and plumbers and builders and cleaners and, and, and buy locally from the local hardware stores, et cetera, uh, within federal guidelines. They're very, they, they can be very strict and uh, ominous sometimes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's something that's really interesting about how, how your organization operates is there's, like, three guys that, that basically are, like, the main office that, that makes sure everyone runs, but... There's countless people that are involved with how how it actually comes to fruition. Yes, we, uh, you know, it's, lack of a better word, we're a property manager uh, mm-hmm. company, uh, like, a, like a private property manager company. We, we have, uh, through our various programs, uh, 29 buildings. Wow. And, uh, wow, I had no idea it was that yeah. many. Wow. So, you know, and we, we do it with a maintenance crew of three. And we do it with um, not including me, uh, an administrative sa- a st- a staff of five others mm-hmm. that have, um, they're all cross-trained. Um, so it, because it's a small staff, if someone, you know, 
COVID, for instance. Yes, exactly. Um, Which we won't get into. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, If someone goes out, people can pick up the pieces. It's very stressful. We um, see the worst, the worst sometimes. Mm. Um, It gets very frustrating. Um, I have a great staff. They do it all. They're very caring. They like what they do. Um, They like helping people. Yeah, that's it's great to see um, that there is that local kind of management and control over what's going on because it's it's really um, like you think the government getting involved with with housing. You think this this entity in D.C. that's just lording down with these complex legal jargon that needs to be sorted out. And it's great knowing that there's a group of people local here in Concord that can assist with these sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, you know, we are allowed policy-wise, to make a lot of decisions locally pertaining to what's best for the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, we are um, uh, have that oversight burden from um, HUD uh, yeah. of, of how far we can go. Uh, the rules for HUD are the same for everybody. So New York City has the same rules as we do, or should I say we have the same rules as New York City. Exactly. That's or, more like Or it. Los Angeles <laughs> or Boston or you know, Dover, mm-hmm. um, best we can, we serve our, we, we adjust our policies within the framework that uh, were dictated to uh, um, be as, as effective locally as we can. Yeah, I mean, when you think public housing, the main thing that comes to people's heads are the big cities. Yes, yes. So that must, what sort of conflicts does that raise for a more rural community like Concord? Well, I think the, the, the more obvious one is, is, you know, like I just stated, is we have the same rules. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in They don't make sense here locally sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, everything from uh, the Davis-Bacon rules, which require us to... Uh, um, uh, bid certain projects um, when there's like one contractor in town that could yeah right well do right it. right now it's almost <laughs> impossible to find a contractor for anything we yeah. want to do uh, they, they're busy and I'm good for you know I'm glad for them because we've seen you know ten years ago or fifteen years ago now um, where they couldn't get any work you know two thousand nine two thousand ten mm-hmm. so no that's great it just you know it just adds an, another complica- uh, complication to to run in the organization you know we try to keep the best we can to uh, keep our buildings modern, our, 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 our boiler plants working correctly, you know, mm. um, we provide safe, decent, affordable housing. And, you know, we're not the, um, uh, that's all we provide, you yeah. know, and, and we need to be able to modernize, keep up with the times. Um, uh, right now, the green footprint is a, a, a big thing, the carbon footprint, and we're turning our buildings green um, through some various uh, monies that we've got, and, and um, um, Unitil uh, is helping us do a huge project. It's almost a million dollars, but uh, it, it's been interesting. I mean, continuing off of that, I mean, over the, the lifespan of Concord Housing, I mean, what are some of the big things that have changed with what the organization does between then and now? I think uh, the biggest change, I, so I'm in my 20th year, and I think the biggest change I've noticed is is the uh, clientele uh, that w- we have had over the years. Uh, we have two high-rises. One's called uh, the Crutchfield Building. It's on Pittman Street behind uh, where the uh, Merrimack County Courthouse, yep. new courthouse is. And then the Kennedy Building, which is down by the Capitol Center for the Arts. When I got here, uh, 
almost 20 years ago, uh, it was predominantly elderly. Hmm. And as time has gone and with all the services that are, are here in Concord, the um, uh, people who, are, who, who have uh, mobility issues, people who have intellectual issues have, um, and they're much younger, uh, have started uh, taking over the population. We probably hmm. have almost flipped to 90% oh, wow. of, of, of mobility and intellectual um, um, challenges. Um that is the big thing, and what that means is, is people stay longer, and so yeah. there's not that constant flip of of things going. They're not on. phasing out and moving on to an elderly home or something like no, that. No, they're uh, you know they're they're coming in in their thirties and forties, and some are even younger than that. And so instead of staying five to seven years, they're staying you know, fifteen to twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, the other uh, big issue we've had since uh, I've been the down is in our family properties, uh, we now have five different languages up there. Oh, wow. And so that makes communications uh, uh, very difficult. Um, we have taken uh, several steps to help mitigate any of those problems. We bring in interpreters for live interviews. We have uh, a, f- a phone system that's three-way that uh, you identify on a sheet the language that you're, you're speaking we call the third party, ask for that particular language, and then we have communications that we we, un, we all sides understand. Mm-hmm. So that has um, uh, really changed uh, uh, money. You yeah. know, we've you know we've had none. We've had some. We have a little more now. Um, you never know when it's going to be back to none. Yeah. So you, you have to be careful about long-term plans, and they have mm-hmm. to be flexible, uh, whether it be tenant services, after-school programs, uh, modernization, keeping the, the buildings, you know, safe and decent. Um, those are the biggest challenges I've seen in the last 20 years. I mean, you, you mentioned you're, 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 coming, you're around 20 years now with, with the, the agency, and you're going to be retiring soon. Yes, I mean, I, I, I have uh, uh, an, let the board know that yeah. I am uh, going to retire. Uh, I've told them that I would stay and help them um, through the search in the transition, uh, but I'm hoping that uh, end of next winter, first of the spring, um, um Relaxing a little more. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not. You know, is I'm not taking my job home every night. Yeah, you know, it's got to be stressful. There's a lot of people. Well, it's a lot of people. You know, five, we we serve 580 households. Yeah, and there's uh, always something going on. Um, yeah, the 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 I get calls in the middle of the night from the fire department, the police, or emergency on call services. Um, just you know, never knowing what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we you know whether it's uh, neighbors having issues with each other, yeah. and that's probably the biggest thing. You know, and neighbors have issues with each other. It's, yeah. we, it's, it's no different than any other place. But it's got to be a lot more pronounced based on the population you you have housed. Yeah, it's it's harder to uh, to. Um, uh, work through issues with 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 folks who, quite honestly, are are down on the luck to begin with. They're in survival mode because mm-hmm. um, you know, our average uh, tenant only makes about thirteen thousand dollars a year. Wow! So we charge thirty percent of their 
their income towards the rent. So that, that leaves them, as you, as you can imagine, with very little. So right. those stresses added to um, their, their, their uh, other issues, uh, things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, people blow up at each other. Uh, 99.9% of the time, you know, we can work through it, but it takes a little bit more. We find, you know, we're supposed to be housing professionals. We find ourselves as social workers an oh, awful bet. lot. That's, yeah, awful. Bet. especially with once again with that population that you're assisting. Yeah, you know, in 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 most of these individuals have some kind of of, of support service with them, whether it be community bridges or river bend in uh, others. Um, but we're all uh, straight out. We're all. There isn't enough people. There isn't enough money for the social services, for the help for the the, the intellectual and disabled individuals, or or the elderly. Right. Um, so it, it 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 they get caught in in a building, and that's their life. And you imagine the frustration that can build up yeah. in the depression. Yeah, and what's especially unique with New Hampshire is there isn't it's it's isolating. It's yes. very small. You can go up to Pentecost, mm-hmm. like if you want to take public transit, if you're lucky and you can afford to take the bus down to Manchester, because a lot of these people probably don't have their own transportation at all. No, they that uh, they do not. You know, our, our uh, Pittman Bill, which is 116 units, we have. 26 parking spots oh wow now some of that was poor design back in 1963 and <laughs> not in Concord there's no poor parking design in Concord <laughs> to try, you know, try and navigate uh, winter sidewalks around yeah, the law school yeah and uh, so that's you know that's that's a burden to uh, some of our folks that want to have car mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's 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 tough all around yeah uh, so what would you say is the highlight of your career with with the group well i i think um so when i first came to the organization we were considered a troubled agency i actually mm-hmm. uh sat in the seat that the office of the inspector general had been in the the, the prior friday mm-hmm. um when i first got there i pulled it into my parking spot and we have an outdoor boiler that used to heat the hot water at the Pittman building and it was on fire that was oh, the first man. that was the that was <laughs> so is this an omen oh no <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'm a CPA uh, by trade. Yeah. Um, I, I, in, in Concord was one of my clients uh, among several here in New Hampshire. Uh, so I, I thought I knew what the heck I was getting into. And then I did a tour of the buildings and realized that uh, our modernization uh, had fallen way, way back. So, uh, so I spent probably the first 10 years of, of my of, of executive director um, life, modernizing buildings, hmm. uh, replacing all the boiler plants, replacing all the windows, putting new roofs on everything, uh, upgrading, you know, cabinetry, toilet, everything. Um, in so I can't say this, here's this one shining moment. It was a long term, a lot of hard work. And we finally got to a place where we're a high rated agency. Uh, we felt good about our infrastructure. We felt good about what kind of, of, of product we were uh, giving um, our, our customers. Um, they're as good as any, uh, when you move in, they're as good as any apartment that yeah. you'll find in Concord. Yeah, definitely. I, I can personally speak to that. I, <laughs> I mean, and, and the, uh, the responsiveness of, of the office and such has always been amazing. And the, 
um, and the facilities crew with making sure everything is the way it should be. Yeah. I mean, you're not in some second tier housing. Well, you know, we try to be on front of, of, of issues yes. so they don't become a big, uh, big issue in the future. And we found that took a while, you know, that's part oh, of that 10 year thing. And now we're, we're, we're not putting up fires anymore. We're, we're, we're doing maintenance and making sure those fires don't happen anymore. Um, cause you know, in the old days, if a boiler plant went down to the crutch, Field bill and I had 116 units with with no heat, um, so I we put um, duplicity on everything. So mm-hmm. we have uh, two furnaces and they go back and forth. So if one goes down, the other one is nice. large enough to handle it. Um, particular bill in your end, we can switch boilers around so you'll won't go without heat now. We lose power. That's a whole different yeah, it's story. a whole other issue. <laughs> fortunately, we're in Concord. If you're if you're in on Main Street, Concord, fortunately, they're pretty quick on that turnaround. Yeah, they are. If they could just get us better internet, we'd be in much better shape. Oh, <laughs> cell phone connection. Oh yeah, that too. Um, and when was the push into market rate housing? Was that under your tenure? Yes, it was. Um, and what is market rate housing? Maybe is a good quick preface to that. Uh, market rate housing is what. Uh, lack of a better way of explaining it's what everybody else charges in town. Mm-hmm. Um, we, it's a long story, but the short is is we have worked um, loose handedly with with the city staff to identify properties that are um, unwanted. Mm-hmm. So we, we we try not to compete with the pri- the private market because the private market. Um, can do the, the job just as well, right. if not maybe better than us, because that's that's what they do. But there are some houses out there, we'll call them underperforming properties, mm-hmm. that no one wants to touch because there's so much work to do. You know, knob and tube, asbestos, lead paint, uh, just they're you know, structurally unsound. And we've, we go in and we bring them all up to today's code, and we either resell them or we hold them and um like property that you live we we hold that particular property and we try to use any profits that are generated off of that to help fund other projects as they come um it's a great way to diversify it it is it bring you know you know 20 years ago 90 percent of our money was uh of our total revenue was federal uh monies now it's down to 53%. That's amazing. So, you know, if, if the budget gets cut X amount of dollars, we, we are less effect, drastic or affected, but not mm-hmm. as drastically as could be because of that diversification. Yeah, you don't want to be stuck in a situation like there's another massive international issue going on where the uh, we need to send thousands of troops to some country and all of a sudden the government's like, oh, uh, we can't exactly continue funding things like public housing. Well, the one thing that really um, gets me uh, – I'm used to it now, but it used to get me really <laughs> upset was um, – We'd be six or seven months into our fiscal year before we know what our funding was. Ugh. So it's really, really hard, like I said earlier, to plan on, you know, we want to do this project. And we get it all queued up and ready to go. And then all of a sudden realize they're not sending us the money this year. Oh, so put it on the shelf and wait for the you know, next time to come up. Um, we have had housing authorities in New Hampshire that you know, get through the the year because of the you know they might be a, a, a March thirty first year end, they get there and then they realize the money that they were expecting to come in didn't come in and they're caught in a really tough spot. 
All right, we're going to continue this conversation. we got to go to a commercial break right now. I'm speaking with John Hoyt, Executive Director of Concord Housing and Redevelopment. To learn more about them at ConcordHA.com. This is the New England Take in WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and NHTalkRadio.com. The New England Take on WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and nhtalkradio.com. I'm your host, AJ Kierstead. Be sure to check out New England Take on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to get the video clips, as well as the podcast version of all the shows. And be sure to listen to WKXL in the morning, Monday through Friday from 6 to 8 AM, where I do expanded news coverage here on the station, and as well as interviews with New Hampshire Business Review, New Hampshire Journal, and a whole lot more. I'm continuing my conversation here with John Hoyt, the executive director of Concord Housing and Redevelopment. Um, we're going to continue our conversation. We were we started discussing uh, market rate housing. Yes, and it's great to see the diversification long term. That's definitely a, seems like a long term investment that you plan on. You're going to work on for a couple of years. Yeah, I think that's our our, our future. Right now, we're we're not uh, uh, doing a lot because of, as you know, the the, the the market right now is yeah. incredibly hot. The private uh, developers and uh, individuals are are buying up things. Um, I would say overpriced. Yeah. Um, and and uh, it doesn't work for our mission. You know, even though we say market price, we're at the bottom end of the market price. Mm-hmm. We're trying to uh, fulfill our mission to provide for. Uh, Affordable housing, uh, which uh, has all kinds of connotations in mm-hmm. the word itself. Well, you're not you're not a real estate flipper. That's not that's no. not the fra- the framing no. around it. It's an investment. Yeah. Now, when we when we do sell our properties, you know, I I know two instances where we took a lower bid because, mm-hmm. like, uh, in a duplex, it was going to be owner occupied. So, you know, like I told the board at the time, let's take the lower price because we don't want to come back 10 years from now because a developer who doesn't really care about the city of Concord has let this uh, building go to waste again. Right. You know, and why do that? So, you know, in both cases I was just mentioning is is we've taken the low price because we want local people to live and enjoy, you know, what we've done. It still stays with your mission. It's if if your housing that that you guys manage in Concord is in a very poor part of town because the city doesn't have the ability to develop the properties around it, and there's these dilapidated buildings around, it makes you guys also look bad because then it makes everyone think, oh, the only the only housing in Concord is income based housing with people with disabilities or are elderly and are, are unable to take care of themselves. You wanted to have be a vibrant community. Yes, you know, and, and you know, I made that that comment earlier about affordability. You know, yeah. uh, uh, workforce housing affordability. You, know, you ask any anyone, they're going to have everyone's going to have a different answer about yeah. it. But you know, you bring in um, to a, a, a neighborhood that might be stressed, uh, and you you create. Um, um, a, a, a shining light or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, bring the building back to life and people coming and going and, and um, you know, working. And uh, it, it some of the other landlords, particularly those who um, live in their places or are part of a duplex, uh, start taking care of the property a little bit more. It's a long term, you know, it's not going to happen in a couple of years. But over, yeah. over time, uh, some of these neighborhoods have have started to change. And how has the Concord community responded to the work you guys have done? For the most part, uh, very, very uh, 
incredibly nice to us. Uh, you know, we get the, the NIMBY. We, uh, we get the, the, the comments of those folks. Oh, I bet. You know, that kind of stuff. But for the most part, it's, a very, it's an incredible community. They understand that there is a need. Um, you know, the, someone who is physically or, or intellectually disabled is not by choice. Right. Um, they, need, they need help. Um, and we, we as a community um, are best served in helping them. And it, it prevents longer expenses in the future. It's re- it seems unique. I mean, you obviously interact with people in your industry. It seems kind of unique that Concord's affordable housing is right on Main Street. Yes. Um, yeah, the, the one, yeah, the one thing that you'll see in a lot of communities is when affordable housing was originally started – HUD no longer builds buildings, but when right. they did build the buildings, which is, uh, the, you know, the five properties uh, that we have, um, they put them off somewhere where they wouldn't bother the community, right. lack of a better way of expressing well, it. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, once again, thinking of the inner city, you always think of these communities that are kind of offset from the business districts. Yes, you know, so there's like a barrier. Right. Uh, the degentrification, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but Concord uh, was very different uh, in how they how – they put together their plan um you know we have uh, our, our elderly and um disabled buildings are 203 units and they're right on uh, main street and they're both located at bus stops they're both located mm. close to uh of, you know downtown like you said mm-hmm. grocery stores um, businesses for people to get jobs mental health resources the hospital doctor's offices absolutely there it's all right around us um, it's fairly easy to get there mm-hmm. uh, and be taken care of, uh, but it's it's still a huge challenge. Now, do you kind of, is it kind of viewed that uh, Concord and your in Concord Housing in turn also is seen as a resource for kind of the the larger, wider uh, Concord area? It's like more as, as as I'd imagine, Manchester has that's a very large group. There's a lot of businesses and such, but. When you go north of Concord, there isn't that much until you hit the Lakes region. That's, yeah, this is kind of like the end of the line right here. Right. Um, uh, we, you know, there there are voices in the community like there are in any community that we're doing too much, that we're uh, people from away yeah. are, are coming in and using our services. Um, earlier I talked to you about our policies. Um, one of our policies is is – when you get on our waiting list, there's uh, priorities in our point system. And, and, you know, the very first one and the highest point is you are and have been a Concord resident. Yeah. Um, a Merrimack County resident. And um, then there's some working requirements to give you points. So um, it gets a little complicated. But, mm-hmm. you know, we try to keep it all local. We try to uh, – I mean, we're full. Um, yeah. And so it's it's – you have to be very uh, – cognizant of the local community and the in the needs and wants and desires of the local community and we tried best we can to uh look at it that way now covid the big elephant in the room that uh a, a lot of news coverage especially over recent weeks is around the the eviction moratorium and such i mean how much has covid obviously covid has impacted your day-to-day operations with regards to facilities and such but more broader, I mean, what has what has it done to Concord Housing that positive or negative? Um, I think in the end, uh, it was a very 
positive experience, I mm-hmm. guess. It, it, we expected the worst. Yeah. As I, you know, plan for the worst, hope for the best. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the worst. You know, we did shut down our offices. Our maintenance crew stayed out there and took care of the outside stuff and that needed to be done. And what we call emergency work order. So anything with water leaks or electrical mm-hmm. issues or things Can't like that. destroy the building or stuff. Yeah, you know, or just, living. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, <coughs> excuse me, we, we, uh, we took care of those things first. Um, we had help from, like, uh, uh, the Women's Club of Concord uh, donated masks to all our residents, oh, nice. which was really great of them. Um, yeah. As far as the other elephant in the room, yeah. what you're getting to is the eviction, the yeah. eviction moratorium. Got to bring it up. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a huge, it's a huge concern nationwide. Yeah. It's a huge concern in our state, and it's a huge, it should be a huge concern in our in our city. Um, I'm going to say that out of the of the buildings that we actually own, which is around uh, 320, we have probably a about 20 people, I think it's 20 people that are affected by um, this eviction moratorium. Uh, because we are not a for-profit mm-hmm. kind of organization, we are more than willing and, and have worked with the tenants that have fallen behind to work on a payment plan that over time gets them back up to where they need to be. And as long as they're doing that, they have no fear of, of eviction uh, for, for payment or rent. We have 260 uh, Section 8, so local landlords. And to our knowledge, as of, of well, as of yesterday afternoon, I left the office, uh, we have not got any phone calls from um, uh, Section 8 landlords saying that they're evicting our our. Oh. our our, our customers because they they didn't pay their rent so i think you know when i says what well, we came out to the good side you know out of 580 units i got yeah. 20 households that have uh, i think that's really it's a great really ratio great. That's, it's a yeah. great ratio and and i i you know i see see in the future that the, these individual uh, households will um be up and back and you know whether they haven't applied for the money they didn't qualify for the money or, or whatever reason. We're, we're, we're figuring it out case at a time. Um, so there's no – we never do anything in a broad, uh, broad right. stroke because every individual household is an individual household with different needs and problems. Now, I've had conversations with, uh, with reporters and I, I believe I've speaking to at least one advocate when it comes to it. But um, a, a big – one of the big issues with how the, the funding for people that were behind on rent – the burden was on the tenant. Yes. And I was wondering if you, if you, you and your organization have any any hot takes or legal takes or anything with regards to whether that was the right decision or not. Um, so uh, it, it's easy. To, hindsight's wonderful. Right. Exactly. This is the biggest <laughs> thing here. It's like what my why the reason why I love the the opportunity to continue this conversation is we never know when the next crisis is going to hit so to to give the the audience a chance to hear that was this a success or was it a failure with this key aspect of it that was uh whether the funding actually happened or not yeah so uh i i think for the most part it was very successful um i think what happens is when you send a a a pile of money to say a state Mm -hmm. and the state needs to keep track of it yeah and that becomes 
problematic because right. so so they when they divvy up the money do they want to divvy it up to 300 organizations to divvy out from mm-hmm. there or do they want to divvy it out to um small uh smaller numbers but are larger like the community action programs mm-hmm. which is is what's handling it in this area they appear to be doing a wonderful job they are like us of uh, always short staff so it takes a little, you know longer than people you know uh patience wears thin you know when yeah. when when it, when it takes a while for for a yes or no answer to come through you know if if they sent it to us directly um we probably uh, would have not had those 20 um individuals with with problems right mm-hmm. now um I still think the money will come to them eventually and yeah. get them out of, out, out of their their situation. But at the same time, I, you know, I, my crew is very very small. Um, you know, there's you got to keep the lights on. Yeah, so you need, you need I, we got we, we have a regular job, yeah. you know, and then to throw another uh, major program on us with all the, the reporting requirements yeah. are, are significant, um, and then you know, c- collecting information. Paycheck stubs, rent uh, mm-hmm. stubs, or past, you know, communicating with landlords and such, utility bills. That just is a huge burden. That's why it takes so long. Right. And I imagine privacy is also an issue if it comes to putting it on you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we are, are very conscious and very um, good, I believe, about um, not exposing people's private information to anything to any or collecting it or (laughs) Or any aspect we we already have enough of collection you know especially with the nature of what you guys do yeah yeah you know it's 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 i don't want more than i gotta have yeah it 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 it, 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 you would like to think that you could trust everyone right to the letter uh but we have certain tools that we use that uh that help us out Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's it it could be perceived as intrusive a little bit. Um, so the housing market's a disaster right now. <laughs> so well, if, if, you're explo- a bu- if, if you're a buyer. Exactly, if you're a buyer. <laughs> so so if, uh, if you're looking for a place, I mean, I can I can speak personally and just look at, like, our lease was up. So we're like, oh, let's look around, see what's on the market. Like, everything went up 50%. Yes. It, it, like, anything that's not in a lot of houses are the same, but anything that's under $200,000 at least, whether it's an apartment or if it's um, – a, a townhouse, something like that. Everything is minimum fifty percent higher. I mean, what what sort of impact does that have on you guys? Well, it's 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 been quite dramatic in 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 in, in two ways. Uh, HUD sets a ceiling on it's called fair market rates mm-hmm. on how much we can pay a landlord, and so you know the infamous. No, we're not renting townhouses that are, you know, you know really classy places right. you know we're, we we have a, a a maximum that we can give out so there's that that creates um an, uh, it, it suppresses the opportunities mm-hmm. that our section 8 tenants would have going out there the problem with that is those numbers are always two years behind and how hud does it so they haven't yeah. caught up with where we are right now and unless the market freezes, we will never catch up. Mm-hmm. The other side of this is even though they're two years behind in what the fair market rents are, they're also paying us or 
subsidizing us yeah. two years ago um, monies. So we don't have enough money. You haven't even caught up to COVID starting. Yeah, yet. yeah. I, we, <laughs> we don't have the, the money to pay even the current fair market rents. Yeah. Um, so, you know, part of this um, – infrastructure bill that's going through is going to help 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 do that uh, you know during covid uh, you know we went from i think our average hap check was a housing assistance payment uh was somewhere around 540 dollars a month that was the average check now mm-hmm. we're about 635 and you know you multiply that times 260 units that's a lot of extra money that we didn't get uh we didn't have budgeted in or we didn't get from the federal government so we have to manage yeah. all of that the and then the other side is is because of the fair market rents being where they are and as you said the market going up so fast we have uh i think 20 vouchers on the street right now and they can't find anything yeah. that fits those qualifications and it stops your turnover of residents for your waiting list that you have. yeah our, our you know our section 8 waiting list is uh five years so if you if you uh apply today for section eight it's going to be about five years before we can serve you uh in our elderly uh uh, disabled buildings it's it's a little faster about two years depending on if you need a two-bedroom or a one-bedroom uh whether you need a handicapped uh uh specifically designed uh unit or not Mm -hmm. Um, you know that's the other challenge we have is you know these weren't None of our buildings were designed with the well before ADA. Well before <laughs> ADA, and so it makes it challenging um, to put in grab bars and uh, ramps and things like that. It's uh, it's a never-ending battle for us. So we have about two minutes left. What do you see as the future for Concord Housing Redevelopment as you hopefully get to retire here? Yeah, hopefully, get to retire. <laughs> uh, now let's say yeah, I'm going to retire. <laughs> no, uh, one way or another. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I, 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 I think the community, the Greater Concord community, ought to feel uh, very, very good at, at how the how Concord Housing has developed over time, where they are right now. And I, you know, I think the future will uh, just add to that that uh, that that legacy that we we have built there. Um, um, feel comfortable we're doing the right thing. We're we're good Yankee stewards of the money and in our responsibilities. That's great to hear. So, what are your plans for retirement? Uh, well, uh, I got a brand new granddaughter, oh, nice. and uh, I'm gonna probably uh, spoil her rotten. Uh, my wife and I like to travel, mm-hmm. and we'll uh, certainly in the short term uh, all over the United States. <laughs> we'll see about somewhere else yeah, later. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, John, so much. Thank you so me. much for having me. me. This, this is a lot of fun. It's really informative. Um, John Hoyt, Executive Director, Concord Housing and Redevelopment. Learn more about them at ConcordHA.com. Or swinging over on Green Street. <laughs> so swing over to Green Street. Um, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, you can uh, so definitely check out ConcordHA.com. You're listening to New England Taken to BKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and NHTalkRadio.com. I'm your host, AJ Kirstead. You can listen in Fridays at 6 p.m. and in the 6 a.m. hour on Mondays during WKXL in the morning. Talk to you soon.